You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruit Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're talking about chapter 62 and 63. Ooh. <laughs> More beach. <laughs> that was like the most um, chill woo that I think we've ever seen. <laughs> I have an announcement, which is that this episode, this is our last call for questions because the week that this comes out, we'll be recording the special because I'll be traveling. It's all my fault. So <laughs> we have to record it a little bit early. So um, you need to send any questions to us by about like the 19th. That's this Friday. If you're listening to this when it comes out, it's on this Friday. And then the special episode, the mid-series special, will come out on October 30th. Yeah. It's time for Halloween. Yeah. Spooky. <laughs> so yeah, it comes out on October 30th. This is the last reminder. You can send us questions at staygetherpodcast.com uh, or staygetherpodcast at gmail.com. Stay together pod on Twitter. You can message us on Tumblr. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. That's my last announcement about that. And then we'll never talk about it again. I mean, <laughs> you can ask us any questions. It can be about Fruba. They can be like fun or serious. Or you can ask questions about us or podcasting or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. And we'll answer them. And we're going to talk about like the... As long as it's not like, where do you live and what's your, uh, what's your phone number? security then number? We won't, uh, we won't answer those, but... I won't answer that. That's for sure. <laughs> But otherwise, like, we'll answer any questions. <laughs> in that episode, we're going to discuss kind of like the what's happened overall and the themes overall and stuff that we've noticed and answer these questions. And that'll be the that will be what we cover. It'll be a good time. Yep. So, yeah. So today, let's jump in. We're going to discuss chapter 62 and 63. We'll do our summary now and then we'll discuss it and then have spoilers after that. Like we always do. Sounds like a party. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> You're invited. I mean... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. Chapter 62 begins with Toru refreshing us about what happened last time. So she met Isuzu Soma, the horse of the Zodiac, and she wonders, as she was wondering at the end of the last chapter, if Akito might be the rooster of the Zodiac. Shigure interrupts her from her thoughts to let her know that Akito has asked him to bring Kyo with them today to the guest house where Akito is staying. Eh? Kyo and Toru say at the same time, and Shigure is like, oh wow, you're so in sync, which is hilarious. <laughs> and Kyo is like, just wait, that means she's... And But Toru excitedly cuts him off and says, it's amazing, that's wonderful. And Kyo is like, huh? And she says, blushing, with tears in her eyes, you've been invited, Kyokun. You too, Kyokun. It's not the banquet, she thinks, but even so, Kyokun, the cat-san, gets to join them. It's wonderful, isn't it? She says out loud. It's really wonderful, isn't it? And Kyo frowns. He says, be a good girl. And wait for me to come back, okay? And he bonks her on the head in his usual way of showing affection to her. As he walks away, Shigure is like, it's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> and teases him. He's like, shut up. The summons can't be a good thing. Ooh, scary, Shigure says. Are you only nice to Torukun then? Kyo looks back over his shoulder and he sees Toru smiling and seeing them off. We cut to the guest house where Yuki is miffed that Kyo is there. <laughs> Don't tell me Akito called for him. And Shigure is like, I only do what I'm told. And tells Kyo to go and see Kido. It's the same as on New Year's, Kyo says, looking upset. She's been left alone again. What the hell are you all doing? Did you come here on vacation so that you could just leave her by herself? Then why are you here, Yuki asks. You can't go against Akito either, so don't talk like you're superior. I'll warn you one more time. Don't be stupid and lose it in front of Akito. Shut the hell up, you stupid bastard, Kyo shouts and punches at Yuki. But he stops his punch right beside Yuki's face without following through. We see Kyo's face, eyes wide and angry, and Yuki looking somewhat disgruntled, but unfazed. Kyo hesitates, and then punches the wall beside him instead, and, and walks off. Shigure asks why Yuki didn't fight back like usual, and he says, no more. He needs to realize that he and I are both made that way. That in the end, that's all we are. I have a note here that says, what's Yuki's expression here? I wanted to ask you what how you would describe it, because I couldn't figure out how to describe it. Like when he's not getting punched? Yeah, when he's not getting punched. So he, he says um, he needs to realize that he and I are both made that way on the <laughs> right-hand page. Oh, that one. Yeah. Call it, I don't know, sort of resigned? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this whole time he's a little bit resigned. Yeah, because I was going to call his expression on the like previous page flip in the mm-hmm. uh, encounter with Kyo as like, somewhere between determined and resigned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's it's just some... to be both, but yes. Yeah, but he's kind of like... Kind of like what? What are you gonna do? Basically, yeah. Basically, like... yeah. Yuki's really showing some gumption. Like, this is how it is. What are you gonna do? Kind of. Thing, <laughs> yeah, basically. Right? Right um, and Kyo won't go through with it, yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting scene. I think we'll talk about that one. 
Oh, we will yeah. for sure. But for now, let's move on. I just wanted to know. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out. I describe a lot of uh, <laughs> mixed expressions this time, and that was one. I was just yeah. like, I'm gonna ask Kayla because I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Yuki in these chapters is full of like, I understand things now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not good. I'm not happy about them, but I understand things now. So enlightened. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. So Kyo um, makes his way down to the room where Akito is, and Akito calls for him to come in. It's been a while since we spoke face-to-face, Akito says. Come in, my poor little monster. We cut away to the beach house, and Tori looks over the uh, out from the porch and thinks about Kyo. I was so excited that I didn't realize that going over there means that he'll see Akito-san. I wonder if Akito-san has a special relationship with Kyo-kun, too. If Akito-san is someone that Kyo-kun fears, Toru thinks. She imagines Akito's scary face and wonders again if he's the rooster, and then shakes her head. I shouldn't worry about that right now, she thinks. As a side note, I really like that panel of Akito when she's thinking if he's the rooster or not. It's yeah, really it's so cool. creepy. The way it's like like patterned and everything. Yeah, it's like half-toned. Akito's expressions in this are really... They get more increasingly yeah. scary, I think, <laughs> actually, as this the, these particular chapters go on. Um, it kept getting like worse and worse last time, but in these in particular, some of them are really... Um, they just re- are very piercing glares and stuff like yeah. that. This one is one of them. Yeah, it has this kind of like halftone, black halftone texture over it that makes it kind of dark and creepy. She imagines Akito's scary face. Yes. Okay. She says, um, she shakes her head and says, I shouldn't worry about that now. She remembers Kyo saying, be a good girl and come for, and wait for me to come back, okay? And she clasps her hands and wishes, please let Kyo come back feeling even a little bit happy. <laughs> a strong wish. <laughs> back in the lion's den, Akito asks how Kyo, Akito asks Kyo how their bet is going. You know the bet we all know. I mean, the bet. Akito explains it's the bet that they made that Kyo could beat Yuki before he graduates from high school. It's impossible, isn't it? Akito says. You can't win, can you? You just can't beat him, can you? From the beginning, the cat was made such that it can never beat the rat. Kyo grimaces and he looks upset and sort of apprehensive about how this conversation is going. You will never in your life be able to beat Yuki, Akito says. That's how you were made from the beginning. It's the course of destiny carved out by those possessed by vengeful spirits, the fate set by blood. I've told you that's just how it is, haven't I? And we see a time from the past. Kyo grabs Akito by the collar. Shut up, he says. You think I care about fate? I'll smash that fate. I will beat Yuki. I will beat him. In the memory, Akito says, well then, shall we make a bet? And looks truly (laughs) conniving, I think, in this scene. (laughs) If you really can beat Yuki by the time you graduate from high school, I'll stop calling you monster. I'll even let you join the Zodiac. But in the case that you don't, I'll put you in confinement until you die. Because if that's the case, you really are nothing but dirt. In the present, Akito plays with a wind chime that's hanging in the room and says it looks like he'll be winning that bet. And Kyo, Kyo argues, there's still time, you don't know that. You would tell me that which I don't know, Akito says, and throws the wind chime at Kyo, which scrapes his face. It's shaped like a kind of this bell shape and it like- It looks like a chimico. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Chamico. <laughs> Pokemon strikes again. I mean, Chamico he's tackle. <laughs> yeah. It's super effective. <laughs> Why don't you understand? Akito asks. Have you forgotten? You need to remember. Remember that you are a monster. We see Akito's face, pupils narrowed, enraged, and his head tilting to the side in kind of intimidating an intimidating way. This is like, um Akito starts to really Akito was kind of like stand, like sitting off to the side before he threw the wind chime at Kyo. And now he's like standing up and looking really ominous. We can see that Kyo looks frightened. It's because you're a monster that your mother died, Akito says. And Kyo says, it's not my fault, echoing his words as a child. It is your fault, Akito says. And he takes Kyo's wrist. You killed your mother. Stop it, Kyo shouts and tries to pull his arm away. Don't give me orders, Akito says. Your poor mother, even though she gave birth to a monster in human skin, she bravely protected it, raised it. But in the end, it was too much for her. The little monster killed her, and now that monster, her son, won't even mourn her death. Kyo remembers his father yelling at him at his mother's funeral. What he says in the memory is, Kyo, don't you understand your mother's feelings? This wasn't an accident, it was suicide. She killed herself because of you. Don't you understand how hard it was on her? Can a monster like you understand? You should have been the one to die, Akito says in the present. No matter how you look at it, everyone would be a lot happier if you had never been born. I killed her, he thinks. I did. Um, I have a question for you about this scene also. <laughs> Do you think that these are his thoughts as a child or now? Because we see in that, uh, like, an illustration of him as a... The accompanying visual is him as a child again at the funeral. 
Um, I was thinking it was his thoughts as a child. Okay. That's what I thought too. Yeah, because we I see like, like his father talking to him, and then his like surprise reaction as a child, and then the uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and then the thought over his image of a child as a child. As a child. And the, it's weirdly like interspersed. Yeah, I mean, I think those, it's so it's probably deliberately a little ambiguous, but uh, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, he might think, still think that, but I think like he doesn't consciously think that anymore. But I think with Akito beating down on him, it's probably bringing that back up to the he surface. So. He, he like remembers his reaction as a child, and he also remembers what looks like an arm in a pool of blood. So you can see like the arm. Um, it's in a very very yeah. thin panel in between that one of Kyo as a child, and then what's going on now. Stop it! He yells at Akito, and he lowers his head. Please stop! Like he actually almost like he's begging Akito to stop. And Akito smirks as if he's, like, done what he set out to do with this conversation. Akito changes the subject to Toru. Perhaps she's the reason that for Kyo's misunderstanding that he's, like, as if he's not a monster. Akito heard um, that Toru saw him in his true form and isn't upset by it. Maybe she's the monster, Akito says. She's so good-natured, it's unnatural. <laughs> no human being is like that. Toruhaga is a monster, Kido says. She's a freak just like you. Kyo remembers hugging her after um, the when she saw him, like ca- caught up with him in his true form, and her yelling at him to him about wanting to stay together. How can you say that, Kyo asks, and he starts to get angry again. You weren't there when it happened. It's not like you were born a monster, so how would you... You don't, you don't know how scared she was then. So how can you say those things? Kyo remembers that moment again and thinks... Her hands and her voice were shaking with fear. Her face was pale. She was terrified, Kyo says. And she still didn't run away because... And Akito is like, oh, shut up. And Kyo tries to talk again, but Akito continues to, like, say shut up and scream over him and cover his ears. Kyo says, she held onto my hand because... And then he thinks, she knew that if she let go of my hand, I would probably never have come back. I might never have trusted anyone again. It's not like she took away all of my pain. There's no way that she could fill that chasm. But that doesn't matter. I couldn't expect her to fix me. What's important is, is that she's not afraid to be by my side. He imagines Tori bringing food and smiling at the beach. That she'll get excited about tiny things and smile and be happy when we're together. Why? I wish that she would think about only herself more. So why doesn't she ever regret wasting time with me or think it's stupid or realize that I have nothing to offer? Kyo remembers Momiji saying, it's pointless to think about those things. The traveler didn't think about those things. That might be stupid to some people, but it's not stupid to me. Kyo puts his head in his hands, and he continues to remember what Umiji said. Kyo, Yuki, when you close your eyes, what do you think? We see Kyo standing with his head in his hands, and he imagines Toru calling for him. Kyokun, Kyokun. And imagines her holding a frying pan and smiling. And Kyo looks up from his hands, crying, and thinks, I love you. I love you the way you are. I love you so much. And that's the end of chapter 62. <laughs> oh my god, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> when I read that this time, I was like, oh fuck. Oh shit. It's so, so good. <laughs> anyway. It's so good. His expression mm-hmm. is wonderful. And he cries. I love this mm-hmm. callback to... We'll talk about it. <laughs> I love the yeah. callback to the very foolish traveler. I forgot there was going to be a callback mm-hmm. to this. Too. Yeah, I forget. Someone might have mentioned it. I think that was one of the things that someone mentioned a long time ago. I'm not sure. Anyway, so chapter 63 continues exactly where we left off from chapter 62. With Kyo thinking, Kyo is still with Akito. He imagines Toru smiling, imagines her walking up to him and smiling at the beach, pulling her in the inner tube. And he thinks, when did it start? When did I start thinking that my name had a special ring whenever she would say it? When did I start telling myself that I would do anything over and over again if I knew it would make her smile? When did I start loving you so much? And we see um, Kyo, the time where Kyo <laughs> and Toru were on the roof and he was like <laughs> teaching her how to punch, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right straight that she threw. Loving you so much that I couldn't stand it. Toru, he thinks. So we see him crying in the present. Are you crying? Kyo, why are you crying? Akito asks, looking at him. Are you mortified? Could it be that you love her? You and Toru Honda? That would be perfect for a monster to fall in love with a monster, Akito says, snickering while Kyo looks dismayed beside him. What? Akito says, turning and looking at him. Why are you looking at me like that? Akito says and slaps Kyo across the face. It's not my fault. It's your fault for refusing to understand. And that woman's for thinking that she's special even though she's an outsider. 
if you if you hate her so much, Kyo says, then why did you let her live in that house? That's messed up. You could have just said no. What are you thinking? What are you... Scheming, he thinks. Is he using her? And he imagines Toru again, innocently carrying shopping bags and coming home from school in her uniform with her school bag. For what, he thinks. I don't understand. Is he trying to use her? Kyo thinks. You always make me out to be the bad guy, Akito says. What's your problem? Do you actually love that woman? Akito says, starting to get angry. Kyo retorts, but he can't get a he can't get a word in. You're even more foolish than I thought, Akito says. Akito says, you despicable monster. You killed your own mother, and now you think you have the right to fall in love? You think you'd be allowed such a thing? Kyo looks taken aback. We see a shocked face. We see the words "I won't allow it" in quotation marks in Kyo's memory. Say Kyo, Akito says. Think carefully. Who was the one most at fault? And we see the words repeated again. I won't allow it. Who was the one who's responsible for putting you in this awkward position? Akito says, pointing at Kyo. Kyo looks away, dismayed, and says, It's me. And he remembers his father saying it's your fault. From the funeral. Perhaps a little, Akito says, but surely much of it much of the fault lies with the scheming woman. I Kyo says, No, I don't. I don't love her, he says. He thinks of her, but he looks away, as if it's painful for him to think about her. <laughs> There's no way I'd love her. I would never, in my whole life, love anyone. I'll never fall in love, he says, looking down, grimacing. No more. I don't want him to say bad things about her because of me. That's right, Akito says. I see, I was jumping to conclusions. That's obviously right, you don't love her. For once, you've judged wisely. You can't beat Yuki anyway, it's only a matter of time before you'll be confined. But that's for the best, you know. If you drag that woman or Kazuma or anyone else any further, it would only end up hurting them. The best thing would be for you not to exist. It's alright. Even when you're locked up, I'll go see you. I'll be with you, so you won't be lonely. As Akito speaks, we can see a dark texture building on the page. Kyo kneels and drops to his knees on the floor. He looks down, head down as if he's defeated. Akito gets closer to Kyo and kneels on the floor as well and caresses his hair. But, Kyo says, clenching the floor, you can't stand me. I like, Akito says, but his face clearly doesn't match the, what he's saying. It's this really, um, how would you describe this expression? Evil. <laughs> it's like, expression pop quiz time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was trying to think kind of something of like, else. Uh, cruelly self-satisfied. Yes. That's a good way to describe it. That's a very apt way to describe it. It's a cruel, yeah. it's for sure a cruel expression. And clearly Akito feels like yeah. the situation has been resolved, right? <laughs> we see Kyo below looking really upset, eyes mm. kind of um, narrowed, and his head is still down. I like you. I really do love you, Kyo. From now on, be a good boy during the short time that you have left living on the outside, Akito says as he hugs Kyo. We get to later. Yuki passes by what looks like a, a bathroom. Um, and sees Akito washing his hands in the sink. There's like a significant amount of wash, 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 wash sound effect <laughs> happening. <laughs> Akito, what happened to Kyo? Yuki asks. And Akito says that he let Kyo go home. He doesn't need to call him anymore and has finished his business with Kyo. I feel sick, Akito says, from touching him so much, looking up at his hands, lifting them out of the water. Yuki looks away, sort of dismayed. Oh, that's right. Kyo says he hates Toru Honda. I wonder if that's true. Probably. Yuki says. Akito looks like contemplative briefly and then finishes washing his hands and walks away. Yuki turns off the sink for Akito. <laughs> and as, after Akito leaves, he says there's no way that he could hate her. In addition to everything else, Akito doesn't care about the environment. No, Akito doesn't give a shit about <laughs> anything. I like how Akito just like looks up like, hmm, interesting, and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, and leaves the water running like an asshole. <laughs> Can we chalk that up to it being the 90s? I mean, <laughs> or whatever, the early 2000s? <laughs> we see Kyo walking back toward the uh, to the beach house. And we see some kind of chaotic thoughts, inner thoughts that he's having. You have the right to fall in love. The one responsible for putting your mother's awkward position. And then he says out loud, I know. The best thing would be for you not to exist. And Kyo shouts, I know. So he's remembering the words of Kyo and reacting to them. I know, he says. I've never done anything but hurt people, he thinks. He remembers his mother and, and thinks, why did my mother just, why didn't my mother just kill me? She could have killed me, so why am I alive? Shamelessly forcing my existence on other people, even now. 
he walks into the living room and calls for Toru and looks around the house for her and calls her name. Why am I still looking for her? He thinks. Kyo, he remembers a time and he remembers Shisho. This is the same memory that we've seen twice now. Mm-hmm. So it's the one from last chapter that was alluded to briefly and from what chapter did I say it was? 52? Where they go and visit Shisho's house. And there was an allusion to this from Shisho's side of the of the memory. But got to a time in the past, Shisho calls to Kyo as he walks. It's the same memory where Kyo is like kind of um he's been outside, he's barefoot, and you can tell that he's like kind of grungy, like he's been outside for a long time. Wait, Kyo, Shisho says. It would be a shame if you stepped on it. And we can see that Kyo has stopped beside a dandelion. What's the point? Why bother protecting such a tiny flower? Shisho Kyo says. You know what they say about me, an existence made up of others' sacrifices and others' lives, stealing everything, trampling on everything, until there's nothing left. Even so, Shisho says, the reason you are alive now is that you haven't given up hope, is it not? We see Kyo's face, looking terrified, crying. It's not true that everyone in this world has rejected you. You know this, don't you? Shisho asks. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any hope, Kyo says. You do. No, I don't, he says, and he stomps on the dandelion. I don't, he says. Even if you don't have any now, Cosmo says, surely it will come to you again. Just as no matter how hard you try to keep it away, despair will attack you again. In the same manner, Shisho says, hope will return to you again and again. Kyo remembers in the present the words that will surely bloom. I'm sorry, Shisho. Now I understand. Back then I pretended not to understand you, Kyo thinks, but deep down inside I knew already. I knew, really, I knew. Just like there's despair in the world, there are people who will hold out their hand to you, he thinks. He remembers himself as a child speaking to a woman with long hair. You're lonely, aren't you? She says. He thinks she won't ever come back. Come on, Spunky, she says. A man's promise, she says. And we see them fist pumping. (laughs) I think I made her sad, the woman says. Even so, Kyo thinks it blossomed in front of me. My treasure. I'm sure she's lonely too, we see in the memory. It kept blossoming, a small flower, Kyo thinks. Then we see in the photo what looks like young Toru from behind. So the woman that Kyo was talking to all this time was Toru's mother. Kyo finds Toru out on the beach making another sandcastle and he sees her from behind in almost exactly the same position sitting. A tiny flower, he thinks. My precious, precious Toru, he calls. (laughs) And she jumps up and sees him coming from behind. The scene is adorable. I just want to talk about it. Stop and talk about it for a second. Where she's building the castle. Mm -hmm. He watches her for a bit, kind of like putting it together and looking contemplative and pausing. It's really nice. So he calls her from behind. Of course, it causes her to to jump. She wonders why he's he's back so soon. But she's like, maybe you're not back yet or whatever. (laughs) She asks if... So I guess he wasn't there for that long. Just long enough to have a really strained conversation with Akito. Yeah. She asks if he forgot something and then notices his face and she reaches up to touch or she reaches up to kind of about to t- as if she's about to touch his cheek because she notices the um, the mark from where Akito slapped him. Yeah, I had a little fight, he says. <laughs> uh, a fight with Akito-san, she says. He said I never have to go back again, Kyo says, and Toru is, of course. <laughs> I don't mind. I feel bad for you since you were happy for me, Kyo says, but I don't mind not I don't mind not being invited. I guess I just don't care anymore, he says, and he smiles, looking actually relieved for once. Mm-hmm. Normally he also like has these strained expressions, just like we see with everybody else. Yeah. Toru pauses, um, not saying anything. And Kyo's like, what, do you not want me back? And she's like, no, of course I do. And he says he was kidding. And she says, welcome back, welcome back, Kyo-kun, and smiles with her hands behind her back. Yeah, he says, it's good to be back. I love you, he thinks, as Toru smiles. I don't want to take anything anymore. I don't want to trample anything ever again. I did wish that you would stick with me wherever I ended up. Kyo suddenly has a memory of a woman. We can see that she's... It's its in reverse, but you can tell that she's got... She's in, like, a pool of blood. There's blood all over her head and on her coming out of her mouth, like, as if she's severely injured. Her eyes are actually kind of, like, dull, as if she might be dead. He remembers the words, I won't allow it, with this memory of this woman. He pauses and thinks, but... I don't wish that anymore. If you drag them any further, it would only end up hurting them, he remembers Akito's words. I couldn't possibly wish my fate on you. I won't wish it. But please at least, at least during the time I have left, I want- Ah! Toru says, interrupting his thoughts. That's right, Kyokun, what would you like for dinner? 
um, fish, he says. Roger, today I will wave my arms. And she says, but then she trips. <laughs> and Kyo catches her by the head. <laughs> Look, you. You don't have to wave your arms. Just watch your step. And she's like, yes, I'm sorry. Man, he says, smiling, you're hopeless. I want to be near you, he thinks. He takes her hand, and they walk back toward the house together. Until the time when I must go away, I want to be with you till the end. And that's the end of chapter 63. Aww. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Lots of stuff. It was so, it was so, it was so, ch- I know, right? I was like, yay, when I read this. <laughs> yeah, that's the good shoujo. That's what we were waiting for yeah. for 11 volumes. Romance. <laughs> Ro- romance. But also, like, there's a lot of dark, dark family yeah. genre in these two. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in these chapters. There's a lot. Yeah. Takaya is good at really evening out the dark family drama with the, like, really, really fluffy romance. Like, the more yeah. romantic it gets, the worse the family drama gets, I feel yeah. like. Still, every time we leave Akito, I feel relieved. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, good. Kyo's back with Toru. It's going to be a good time now. <laughs> We're going to get to see some fluff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where to start to discuss these <laughs> chapters. There's so much. Um I know I was so excited I was like we have so many things to talk about so many things (laughs) do you want to talk good stuff or bad stuff first we could talk about that Um, we can start that way we've done that before I know I've decided I want to start with the Kyo and Yuki parallels okay that's a good place to start anyway so obviously they both have their big I love you revelations yes in these chapters yes Yep, and in kind of similar ways where they have kind of an internal revelation and have it kind of yes. said in the same way where it's just like a big like I love you internal thought kind of thing they both cry yeah they both cry I mean <laughs> they both have kind of a confrontation with Akito that leads to these realizations and then they're both shown kind of feeling relieved afterward even though it's implied at least implied in Yuki is obviously shown in Kyo's case to be a traumatic conversation mm-hmm. um, but they both seem to kind of be more aware and like accepting of kind of where they are in their life after talking to Akito. Yeah, Akito, despite <laughs> everything that Akito does is like the opposite of what Akito really wants yeah. in these chapters, I feel like. Akito wants everything to, wants to be like controlling of them and uses the things that Akito does are a catalyst for them realizing some of their deeper yeah. feelings and then going and acting on them, which is like the opposite. And they they all revolve around Toru, which is the opposite of what Akito yeah, wants. Yeah, like Akito's trying to pull them back, but he winds up just kind of pushing them mm-hmm. forward in their like development as yeah. people. So Yeah, joke's on you, Akito. Yeah. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think, and like Yuki's line about like realizing that they're both made that way mm-hmm. is really interesting, especially since like mm-hmm. we immediately have like Akito saying that like, same like thing. that's basically the same thing with like that's just how you're made yeah it's like you'll never be able to beat him because mm-hmm. that's how it is it's like your fate to always be yeah. lesser than the rat mm-hmm. yeah so it's very like obviously they mean different things when they say them but it's kind of like because yuki has come to his kind of like point of acceptance before kyo because kyo mm-hmm. hasn't had the conversation with the keto yet Mm-hmm. So Akito's kind of, like, aware of where they are and where this is going and everything. And it's kind of like, mm-hmm. we're not going to do this shit anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. You mean Kyo, uh, Yuki? Yuki? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I have any more Kyo and Yuki comments? Well, there's their non-fight. Yeah. Which you, you kind of just referred to. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact... We could talk about it from Kyo's perspective yeah. instead of Yuki's, where, like, he punches to hit Yuki and then he stops himself. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, is really interesting. Yeah. Because we also then learned about the bed... Mm-hmm. We can finally talk about the bet. Yeah. We've talked about this many times in the spoilers, mm-hmm. but we can finally talk about the bet. Yeah, and it's been kind of alluded to because obviously, like, Kyo's made mentions of, like, I'm going to beat Yuki and I'm going to join the Zodiac before, but mm-hmm. now we have, like, exactly the full story on that. You're like, why is it that he thinks that he can do that? Well, it's because yeah. Kyo made a bet mm-hmm. that if Kyo beats Yuki by the time they finish high school, then Akito will, like, quote-unquote, let him in the Zodiac yeah. and stop calling him a monster, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I seriously doubt that that would ever happen, but yeah. <laughs> Akito thinks that it's a sure bet because he thinks, or at least, like, what he says to Kyo is that um, it's just the way things are. It's the fate of the curse. The one possessed by the cow will always be lesser than the one who's possessed by the rat. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. In the scene right before that, Kyo clearly demonstrated that he could hit Yuki if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really wants to, which is kind of an interesting thing to see. Yeah, I think he kind of, like, like he sees that Yuki's making no motion to, like, fight mm-hmm. back or even evade at that moment. And so mm-hmm. 
that kind of throws him off and makes him stop and then like i'm not sure he even fully understands like his own thoughts in that scene but him like stopping and then hitting the wall instead when he realizes yuki's not fighting back he clearly like there's a there's a little panel of his like hand beside yuki's face like you can clearly see that he like he relaxes his fist too Mm -hmm. like he's he has like a moment where he like contemplates it and then he hits the wall yeah so he's yeah so i don't yeah i don't know i mean we don't get his inner monologue at that point so Mm -hmm. i don't know what he's thinking or if he's even thinking anything yeah um it might have just been a reaction or something but yeah that's like how we have the one panel of shigure like flinching like he expects it to yeah (laughs) become a fight but (laughs) yeah (laughs) then yuki's like no he needs to realize that like that's what's going on yeah Yuki's Yuki's so funny in these because he's just like he's like the <laughs> he is like enlightened like yeah he, uh, I don't know how to describe it he 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 acts like he's kind of like he's trying to move beyond like what where they're at right now yeah I feel right? like he's like become very aware of kind of what they're doing what Akito is doing to them in these mm-hmm. chapters and it's kind of like I'm not doing this shit anymore like, <laughs> yeah it's kind of interesting. It's like they've known, I feel like the characters have known for a while that, you know, they've been living in this circumstance where people in the family, in addition to Akito, like I'm thinking like people like Haru, for example, yeah. like Haru's relationship with Yuki, is like they they have this this world that's being created around them and they're starting to see, especially Yuki in the most recent chapters, is seeing how that is just like fabricated. Yeah. He feels like now, after living outside of the family, he has kind of, like, the hope to move forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Kyo is starting to think the same thing. Like, he actually uses very similar language as Kyo did a couple of chapters ago. Yeah. Like, you kind of pointed out they have these parallel... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, at the end where he's just like, I guess I don't care anymore. Yeah, and yeah, Yuki's like, like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of a, th- a thing you talk about them, like, you know, like, realizing that everything is, like, fabricated. I think it's because they've been out of it for a while. Like, yeah, they've been living outside of the influence of Akito and all the family for a while now. And now they're suddenly back into that. Yeah. And now suddenly they're pulled back in where they're around everybody and Akito's exerting his control on everyone. And they're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. 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 Which it is. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Akito just says things that are like blatant lies to them. And they're all kind of like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's yeah. I think you're right. Now they're back into it. And Akito's like trying the same old tricks. Mm -hmm. And Akito's like, that totally worked. And then yeah. Kyo is like, JK, I'm actually still in love with her. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> um, <laughs> basically, like, that everything that Akito does is like, okay, I'm satisfied. Kyo doesn't have to come back anymore. I've taken care of the situation. Yeah. The misunderstanding, quote unquote, that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I find that to be very interesting. And then they're, and they, they're all, I mean, mostly Yuki and Kyo are the focus of this mm-hmm. kind of like energy, but, or like change that's happening, but. I think Haru, too, even, yeah. is kind of like... You can uh, see it with everybody. I don't know, like, it gets to him. Yeah, but, you can see it with yeah. everybody, where they're kind of like, this is old now. Like, mm-hmm. like with Momiji being like, I yeah. really want to go back to the beach house and everything, and Haru's so like, mm-hmm. I wish he would stop, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more like res- resignation yeah. rather than fear, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So things are starting to change. Yeah. And then we have all, like, Shigure's, uh comments about being like well who's the one who's misunderstanding yeah. now it's like i see Akito is the mm-hmm. one it's happening yeah. and that word misunderstanding was right yeah it gets used a lot like because i think it i think it yes. was used in the conversation with yuki too that we only see a little bit of of Akito and yuki mm-hmm. the whole like don't misunderstand mm-hmm. i think we have the flashback of Akito mm-hmm. saying that to yuki yeah like don't misunderstand don't think that you can have hope yeah. in this world i think is exactly what it says in the other yeah version. and then like we have shigari saying like who's That's yeah like who's misunderstanding mm-hmm. and then there's the whole thing about uh you know kyo and toru with akito saying like this is like this is the source of the misunderstanding or whatever mm-hmm. and akito's like i'll take care of this misunderstanding yeah. yes yeah a, a related comment about akito and kyo mm-hmm. so i think it's interesting that so for all Kyo, so Kyo is normally like isolated and excluded or whatever. But the interesting thing that I think is that Kyo, Akito actually treats Kyo just like everybody mm-hmm. else with the same kind of like with the same abusive language and tendencies and whatever and manipulation, this emotional manipulation of being like making the bet um, and using all the same kind of like tactics that Akito uses with everyone else. He does exactly the same thing yeah. with Kyo. 
So kind of like in Akito's desire for power, he ironically kind of treats Kyo the same way as everybody else, which is, I find to be really interesting since he's supposed to be excluded. Yeah, even down. Yeah, even down to the same, like, I really do love you kind of. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I'll be the one who visits you when you're confined. Mm-hmm. And, and Kyo's like, but you hate me. And Akito's like, no, I love mm-hmm. you. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that seems so creepy. <laughs> it's super creepy. And then later Akito's like uh, washing his mm-hmm. hands because of... Um, you know, he's like, oh, touching Kyo makes me feel <laughs> sick. It's kind of ironic that Yuki finds him when he was the one who, like, threw his chopsticks away after he, yeah. like, touched chopsticks with Kyo in that one chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he kind of, like, is, like, thinking of anything like that. Because you can see him kind of make a face when, mm-hmm. when like, yeah, Akita like, says, I, I feel it's sick from touching him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yuki probably I reacted to that. Hold on, we can mm-hmm. look. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he kind of just, like, looks away. Like, I don't know. It, he doesn't say anything, but he's probably contemplating stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's that specifically. Because he also mm-hmm. is like, oh, he... Kyo hates says he hates Toru yeah. Honda, and Yuki is like, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then he says yeah. probably, which I think is great. Yuki is, like, really, like, um, playing into what mm-hmm. Kido Yeah, like, Yuki just, like, going along chapter. with that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then Akito's kind of like, hmm, and then leaves. Like, I find that to be really interest- a little interesting interaction, yeah. too. Like, what is Akito thinking mm-hmm. about? I yeah. don't know. It's also interesting, like, like we're talking about, like, Yuki's development, that he's, like, he, like, goes in and talks to Akito. Like, and mm-hmm. we, like the first time we saw him with Akito, he was, like, utterly terrified. Yeah. He's petrified. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. a good point. He, like, casually goes in and it's just like, yep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. We haven't seen him interacting with Akito since the night where they chatted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? and we didn't even see that whole conversation yet. We just saw... I don't even know. Do we ever see that whole conversation? I feel like we see more of it, but... I'm not sure, yeah. but... Yeah, what we saw before was just yeah. them talking, and we he- see Yuki's thoughts. Yeah, we don't see their actual we don't know like, what dialogue, but... Akito just smiles menacingly mm-hmm. most of the time, so... Anyway, so I thought that was something that just came... Like, it's something that I picked up on this time that I have before is like well Ikido just does exactly the same thing as he does to everybody mm-hmm. to Kyo which is kind of interesting yeah someone who's supposed to be shunned gets the same treatment mm-hmm. not good treatment no the same treatment yeah it's like it's not <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination yeah I mean it's kind of like this has been obvious that it's not any better to be like liked by Akito than hated by Akito but it's kind of interesting because like Yuki Yuki's like kind of Akito's favorite and Kyo is probably like the least favorite, like but it's... it's not any better to be to be the favorite no. than the least favorite. <laughs> no, it's better to not be cared about at all. Yeah. I think <laughs> it seems like like Kyo remembers Yugi telling him like not to lose it, which is interesting too. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's worried about yeah. Toru too. So, and Yugi's right, mm-hmm. but Akito also. I mean, not Akito. Kyo successfully, I think. Um, at least for now, I don't know, seem to successfully um, deflect Akito's, like, suspicions by being like, you're right, I don't love her. And Akito's like, that's right, yeah. you don't love mm-hmm. her. One stylistic choice I kind mm-hmm. of made note of is um, mm-hmm. how often in the scene with Akito that Kyo's eyes are drawn with the slit pupils, mm-hmm. which, like, I think we only really see that when he first transforms into his true form, mm-hmm. or at least that's the most prominent one where we see, like, his things, but he's drawn with it like through most of the scene. But there's a couple mm-hmm. notable points when it goes back to normal, which is usually when he's like kind of having a genuine like emotional moment or whatever. It's just kind of an interesting choice mm-hmm. that I noticed. The other th- <laughs> interesting thing is like Akito's um, eyes are kind of drawn mm-hmm. similarly. Yeah, in a couple of scenes. In yeah. some of those scenes. Yeah, Kyo, that's Kyo's scared face, mm-hmm. I think. It's his really, really scary yeah. face. The one, the one specific one, the biggest one where you can clearly see the slit pupils is like, um, it's right after Kyo, or right after Kido throws the thing, throws the wind chime mm-hmm. at him. And you can also see it in the like flashbacks with baby Kyo. But mm-hmm. I think it's drawn like that in the earlier chapters too. Like in the earlier ones where we see scenes of mm-hmm. him like that as a child, yeah. but it's much more pronounced mm-hmm. here, I think. Yeah, like I think it's kind of like a scared, angry kind of like reaction kind of thing, but it's sort of interesting to have that in. Like, with all the conversation of him being a monster. Being yeah. a monster. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Just further characterizes him as a monster. Mm-hmm. By giving him this kind of, like, other... Mm, paranormal is not the way to describe it, but, like, not his normal um, kind of, like expressions yeah. and then also just a non-standard not like all the other kind of 
characters. Yeah, and we see it go back to normal, like, mostly when he's talking about Toru. Mm-hmm. When he kind of, like, so the first time, I think, is kind of, like, when he, he gives in and he, like, begs Akito not to talk about that mm-hmm. again. And then, and then Akito starts to bring something else up, and then he starts to get emotional again thinking about Toru, about the time, instead of saying how afraid she was. I love how Akito's just like, la, 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 I'm not yeah. listening in that scene, too. Which is interesting. Akito's denial is mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. And then he continues to think about her, and his, his, his pupils are kind of, like, normal. Mm-hmm. Then in the next chapter, he gets angry again, and it happens again. When he's, like, yelling at Akito, like, if you if you hate her so much, then why'd you let her live in that house? And then they kind of go back. Mm-hmm. Akito also has these really interesting, like, scared expressions. That, Like I said, there's one where Akito's pupils are kind of small, too, and also just where, yeah, like, the eye... Um, Kido's eyes are not fully like darkened. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. Like sometimes they're like smaller, the like kind of pupil part is smaller. Sometimes the like like sorry, like the iris, I guess technically is yeah. smaller. Not just the pupil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can also see like Kyo's dad um also has that kind of like angry expression where his pupils are really small in that flashback. And also I think in others that we've mm-hmm. seen. Kyo and his dad actually kind of have that in yeah. common in physically, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, something I know. I think I'm. I can't remember like what I noticed, but it's like he really does kind of look like his dad. Like probably like two chapters yeah. ago. That's what. <laughs> or maybe a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the one where his dad, where Cosmo goes to visit his yeah. dad. Um, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they they do they're drawn in a very similar yeah. way, and like Kyo has a very distinct kind of like look, mm-hmm. character design wise, and his dad very clearly has a similar yeah. one. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think it just makes him. I don't know. It's used to show that he's mm-hmm. afraid, but it's also used in these scenes where Akito is saying, like, you're a monster, you're you're the one who, like, killed your mother because you're a monster, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, we get the full, uh, the full kind of reveal on what happened to his mother, which has been hinted at before, but I think this is right. the first time it's directly said. Yeah, his father, in the flashback, is like, it was suicide, and yeah. it was your fault. And then Akito was, or baby Akito was like, I, I'm the one who mm-hmm. killed her. We've seen that scene before. It's kind of interesting. Like, I guess that's at when when Cosmo's there, because when Kyo, because Kyo is like, it's all it's not my fault. When Cosmo shows up, but then isn't there a scene where he like talks to his dad? The timeline of like that part of the the funeral, like those scenes, is like Kyo's family yells at him. He goes outside. Cosmo goes to talk to him, and then he talks to his dad again. Mm-hmm. Right. So is that supposed to be like? When is that supposed to be? Is that, like, the first time? <laughs> or, like, the time after Cosmo comes and finds I feel him? like it probably is before be Cosmo before. comes, because it looks like, it must be. like, Baby Kyo looks, like, surprised, like, to hear him mm-hmm. being, like, himself being blamed like that. And then, like, when Cosmo finds him, he's, yeah. like, you know, repeating, it's not my fault, it's not my fault. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. We had another scene with Cosmo that was repeated mm-hmm. here, which is the one from, like I said, it's alluded to a couple of times. It was last the last episode that we talked about, and... Like, three or four ago? Yeah. Yes, it's this scene of Kyo in the past. He's been outside for a long time. Cosmo has gone and got him. So we saw the beginning of that memory mm-hmm. before, where Cosmo goes and gets him. And then I guess as they're walking back with Cosmo, they see this flower, and Kyo comments about his life being, like, like built on the sacrifices of others and the lives of yeah. others. And yeah, we saw a couple glimpses of that, like, last chapter, the chapter before, um, mm-hmm. when he was talking about the his beads. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting that he thinks that. I don't know if there's like a lot to say about it yet, mm-hmm. even still. Other than the beads we talked about last time, where it's they he says that they're made out of bones and they're like stained with blood, so there there's some kind of like human sacrifice of some kind yeah. involved in keeping him, um, keeping him in his human form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think the whole conversation mm-hmm. about how like like both hope and despair will come back to you again and again. It's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, Cosmo's very yeah. wise. Yeah, and like at the end of the chapter, he's come to the point where he's like, I don't want to like, like trample on anything ever again. So mm-hmm. He's obviously thinking of that memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be careful with the things. It's it's a contrast to him saying, or him stepping on a thing in the past, on the flower in the past, and saying that his life is built on the sacrifices of others. Mm-hmm. As he's like taking another step toward being the like, you know, independent man that he said that he was going to become. Yeah. I feel like it's the difference between, like, the one who said, like, I understand my life is meaningless, and him being mm-hmm. like, like, I'm 
being like, my life is meaningless, it's built on other sacrifice or whatever, to being like, I'm not going to be that person anymore. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, trample other things and, like, be built on other people's sacrifices anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the same time, like, while well, he's seems to be in a better place at the end of this chapter, he's also kind of resigned to his, like, fate. Yes. Because, yeah, because at the end he just says, like, until the time I must go away, I want to be with you, like with Toru, so. Mm-hmm. And he also, like, some of the things that he says after he kind of admits that he's in love with her, like, why do you, you know, I wish you would think of yourself more. Why do you waste time with me mm-hmm. when I have nothing to offer? I think that's all, like, related to those feelings of being like, well, I'm just going to be locked away, so, like, why do you spend time yeah. with me? And she knows that, too. He knows that she knows mm-hmm. that. The, why do you waste your time with me? Such an interesting thing to say. Yeah. And sad thing mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, although I don't think Tori knows yet about the confinement. Oh, maybe yeah. you're right. We know, but yeah, because it was mentioned mm-hmm. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. It's my bad. Yeah, but yeah, he. So yeah, I don't know. He has that. But then of course he he's like, well, stay with me until yeah. then. <laughs> so it's sort of like it almost feels like he like gives up on the, like if I can beat Yuki, I can join the Zodiac, bet and mm-hmm. just be like, I just want to spend. The time I have. Yeah. The time that I have. Like with Toru. and mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting, too, because this is also um, during the True Form arc. He was like, you know, if we're not going to be, if we're not, you know, if you're not, if you're, I don't know, if you're going to run away or like if you're not going to be, if we're not going to be together. I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, I'll make it so bad that you like, you won't feel sorry for me mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like the opposite. He's like, I'll do something so bad that I'll push you away to now at the point where he's like. Um, like, I just want to enjoy the rest of the time that I have yeah. with you. It's been a long mm-hmm. time. <laughs> a long, long path of growth for Kyo. And it's interesting that he, uh, it's also, he admits, he, he latches onto this idea at this point now, after this time with Kido. Yeah. Can we talk about, should we talk about, um, his relationship, what we saw with Kyo's, uh, Tori's mm-hmm. mother? Yeah. That was a big, uh, a big That's reveal. That's a big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we recorded this, I was like, I don't know if I can call her that. Oh, well, I'll just build up to it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. So yeah, I think mother. it's pretty um, pretty obvious. Yeah. It's obvious. She says that this is like my... Yeah. yeah. I mean, she looks like... She looks, she looks like, like what, what we, saw we saw in flashbacks. And when she, she shows in the picture and then it transitions into baby Toru. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. And then baby Toru transitions into a yeah. into grown-up Toru. I think it's pretty <laughs> safe to say. <laughs> it mm-hmm. looks like her. In, in a lot of the flashbacks. The first, like, some of them don't, they look yeah. a little bit different. Like, especially but... this one in the panel where she's saying, come on, like, that is, that's classic Kyoko yeah. in that picture. Yeah. Yeah, that smile. <laughs> and I really like the kind of sketchy style those couple of panels are drawn in, how she's drawn. Yeah. Yeah. And they're blurred. They're kind of, like, mm-hmm. captured over as well. But yeah, so, uh, Kyo knew, uh, Tori's mom. <laughs> Kyo knew Tori's mother. Yeah. Big reveal. <laughs> when, it looks like when they were both quite young. Mm-hmm. In yeah. these memories. And they had a good relationship, it looks like. She patted him on she pats him mm-hmm. on the head. She gives him a fifth yeah. bump. And she shows him pictures of her daughter. Yeah. And his uh his narration in that part is interesting too. I mean, obviously they had a good relationship because it starts with like there are people who will hold out their hand to you and transitions to mm-hmm. them interacting. Mm-hmm. And it has him saying like she won't ever come back and the memory of her saying a man's promise and saying I couldn't fulfill it, but so those are very interesting. And she says, even he says, even so, it blossomed in front of me. It kept blossoming, a small mm-hmm. flower. Yeah, as we transition into Toru. So, yeah, I don't know what to say about it right now, but yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll come back on that, mm-hmm. back to the later. But like the dialogue that Toru's mom's saying is mm-hmm. really interesting too. So the things that she says in his memories of her are, "You aren't lonely, are you?" And then she says, "Come on, Spunky." And then mm-hmm. a man's promise. And then she says, "My treasure." When she, oh, she's sorry. She says, "I think I made her sad," which is interesting. Because as far as we know, Tori's mom is the greatest, so. Um, the last thing that she says is my treasure, and she hints him the photo and says, I'm sure she's I'm, lo- I'm sure she's lonely too, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. So yeah, there's some interesting times. We never see, we very rarely see people's uh, memories of Kyoko other than Toru. Yeah. So this is yet another person. We saw Uos and Hanas before, mm-hmm. and now Kyo, so now yeah. we know they have a connection. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty unexpected to... Yes. Person to have a memory of Kyoko. Like. Yes. <laughs> he also is like, now she's gone and all this other stuff. So. Yeah. Um, another, I like the the way we we talked about it. I think we talked about it before we started recording, but I was like, I didn't realize they 
we're going to bring the Foolish Traveler back. We forgot about it. Yeah. Someone may have mentioned it to us in a message previously. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who right now. And I looked at yeah. and I couldn't find it before. But but yeah, it's very mm-hmm. interesting. So, yes, Kyo remembers. Um, he starts thinking about Toru and how she was afraid. And he's like, he's, he thinks of all these things about her. Like, I wish she would only think, she would think about herself more. Like, um, doesn't she, like, realize that I have nothing to offer or whatever? And then mm-hmm. we see Momiji's like, it's pointless to think about things. The traveler didn't think about them. And the same memory that's like, Yuki, or the same words, Yuki and Kyo, when you close your eyes, what do you see? And then yeah. he has that memory of her, which is amazing. It's great. Yeah. And that, like, leads right into his I love you realization. I love you so, so much, he yeah. says. He thinks. Yeah. I like the Foolish Traveler as just kind of a a good kind of collection of of a theme for this series. Mm-hmm. Those things aren't important. The um, <laughs> being being selfish and like thinking putting yourself first is not important. Mm-hmm. The things that yeah. matter more are like the things that you can give to other people, I guess. Yeah. As a theme. Which I feel like Toro is a very strong embodiment of. Yeah. I love that the um I don't know. Did you have any other like serious things to talk about? I just had other some other things that I noticed. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking, um, the I love that the images that he like he or the memories he has of her are just like this the most mundane. <laughs> like the one that he when he says when he thinks like I love you is her like holding a frying pan. Yeah. I, think it, I guess it might be when they went to visit she shows. I can't remember if it's from a specific time. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Oh, it's so charming. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I love how excited Toru is that Kyo got invited, even though it's mm-hmm. it's not actually a good thing. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's like, you you got invited too, like, mm-hmm. and he's like, and then he's like, really upset about it. But then he just tells her to be good, yeah, like he, instead of being, mm-hmm. yeah, instead of it's uh, like, that rage at her, <laughs> yeah. And it kind of like continues off when Akito first showed up and was summoning everyone except for Kyo. Mm-hmm. Talking about how like even it. now like like even now the cat is left behind and he's like don't get he's like don't worry about it the cat is never invited and so yeah so she's like oh the cat got invited like I mean that is important too I mean it's also mm-hmm. like another kind of big change I think actually yeah like I do think it is significant that he got invited because it's obviously like Akito panicking a little bit mm-hmm. Akito is mm-hmm. definitely scared that Toro is drawing them away and that. Um, I mean, it, it hasn't been said in so many words, but mm-hmm. it's been said that, you know, Akito has this superiority complex, like Akito's better than Toru, and yeah. yet it keeps calling them away to draw attention away from from Toru to Akito. Yeah, yeah so and we can actually, Kyo, yeah, and we can actually called. see, like, kind of how fragile that superiority complex is with Akito in the conversation with Kyo. Mm-hmm. We Every have, time like, Kyo you... questions him. Yeah, like you were talking about, like, like Akito's denial in that one scene which is like one of the most obvious where he's like literally putting his hands over his ears and like yelling mm-hmm. to yeah Akito doesn't have an argument yeah <laughs> Akito doesn't have an argument ready for that because he doesn't have that information yeah he had arguments ready for all those other things like yeah um, yeah and also him just being like like snapping and being like why are you looking at me like that and like why do you always make things yes. my fault like <laughs> yes yeah it's very interesting yeah it's big big I mean the same tactics as everybody else, like denial and like shifting mm-hmm. blame onto other people and away from yeah. away from himself and but kind of that like wild swing from being like totally like in control to being like like acting like a child who's being like accused mm-hmm. of something like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've seen Akito act kind of immature before. I think. Mm-hmm. Like Akito's kind of just like I want to go home. I want to go back. I want to do this. Like. Yeah. For starters, and then also just kind of, you know. I don't know. Like, um, I actually think that kind of. And it's also, like, Akito obviously yeah, has a bunch I mean, of other issues, but it's also kind of a reminder that Akito's still pretty young. Akito like, is young. He's not that much older than the... We know that Akito's Kind of the main than, group. We, yeah. Than uh, Shigure mm-hmm. and Hattori and Ayame, right? Yeah. And even Ritsu. Because then they say Ritsu was too young to remember in that one chapter. About the dream. They might have, yeah. Yeah. But whatever, Akito's definitely younger but, than Shigure yeah. and mm-hmm. Hattori and Ayame. So it's not clear how much older. And we yeah. saw, like, Akito in that scene with, like, baby Yuki, and Akito wasn't that much older. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if Akito's actually, like, closer in age to the teens than to yeah. the quote-unquote grown-ups <laughs> yeah. of the series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but really, I think it's just that Akito has 
always been in control of people and is able to mm-hmm. like, manipulate them and command this power over them and so has always been catered to and so has this yeah yeah it's definitely more akito's many many other issues but i think it's kind of a reminder like when you see him acting like such a child you're like oh he's not that old am i much older <laughs> than these guys <laughs> no no and yet they're so much more mature <laughs> yeah i feel like we kind of already talked about sort of like a major theme of this which is the i think like the recalling the foolish traveler story mm-hmm. um really kind of ties that home yeah brings that home ties that together and makes metaphors <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so yeah i don't know i don't have any other things to say that are not spoilery yeah i think that's my list there <laughs> yeah i was thinking today that like Someday we're going to run out of spoilers. There won't be spoilers to say anymore because things yeah. will be <laughs> happening. <laughs> I was like, I feel like there are less and less spoilers. It's like, oh, yeah, it's because we're getting farther and farther into the series. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Love. Anyway. Um, okay. Good. Well, okay. We're going to move on to talk about spoilers then. Yay. Yay. <laughs> oh, I have an important thing to say that I didn't say before. We can increase our counter of Toru, of Kyobopping Toru on the head. Yeah. <laughs> to eight. <laughs> or more. <laughs> yeah. Every time that comes up, we're like, we should go back and count, but yeah. we do. <laughs> there's a head bop, and there's also Something. him, like, catching her by the head, which is... Yeah, that's right, when she, like, tripped. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just be careful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> okay. Next week, we're going to talk about mm, 60... Chapters 60... Four and sixty-five. Should be the end of this volume, and it will be our. It'll be the end of this volume. It'll be um, the middle of the series, and then after that, we're going to do our mid-series special the following week. So, oh my god, it's going to be a good time, guys. Oh my mm-hmm. god, it's happening! You can always send us. You can rate and review and subscribe to this if you haven't already done those things, which you probably have. Um, and you can send us questions. And we appreciate you. We do. We, appreci- we appreciate you. We appreciate everybody. Thank you all for listening, as always. And thanks for being so kind. I feel like we get a lot of, like, nice notes and stuff. It's very, very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bring your sunblock. You still need it. I mean. <laughs> yeah. For a little while longer. <laughs> Almost done. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we're back to talk about spoilers quickly and then bedtime i mean okay <laughs> there's a lot of i mean like so it was the big kyo kyoko connection reveal at least the mm-hmm. beginning and there was another they brought takaya brought back another image of her um and the phrase the the i won't allow it yes i won't allow it yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah several times three times mm-hmm. i counted yeah yeah so uh i strategically avoided talking about it too much in the mm-hmm. <laughs> in the first part but i mean we talked about kyoko a lot so hopefully that diverted (laughs) but so here it is it's happening yeah one like particular thing i want to make a note of we were talking about like if we thought it was like baby kyo or adult kyo thinking i killed her Mm -hmm. i don't know if that bloody arm is supposed to be his mother or kyoko (laughs) i don't know so i thought it was like it looked like the same um i don't know it could be her could not be but it looks like the arm is the other direction Mm-hmm. Like on the like as if the person's on their back, and we know that Kyoko's on her, on her front, right? Yeah. In that scene that he remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was leaning toward it just being like this is all like his mother stuff, but since we had the Kyoko reveal in the next chapter, I was like, I wonder. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. It could be. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'm just looking at if you like kind of flip back and forth between them. It looks like mm-hmm. it's the same wrist. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the cuff of her shirt. Yeah, the image of Kyoko is really freaky. Yeah. The Yeah, you can't see it. Like it cuts off where like the thumb would be yeah. on the top, so it's hard to tell, but it could be. And there's a lot of like texture over it, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little hard to tell. I mean it's yeah. just literally like the bottom of someone's arm, so Yeah. <laughs> could be anyone's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just it thought could I be had his over. like yeah. he wears a white sweatshirt in that scene too, so yeah. technically speaking, it could yeah. be anyone. Yeah, I just yeah. thought I had when we were talking about that, so mm-hmm. I just noticed that Kyo's wearing a striped, his, like, jacket in the scene where they're on the roof has, like, three stripes. Do you think it's a knockoff Adidas jacket, too? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a knockoff.
everything he owns is knockoff Adidas. It's true. <laughs> Adidas. Yes. <laughs> It's like I feel like there aren't going to be a lot of spoilers because there's a lot of reveals. So yeah, like one of the big ones is that like we don't really get the full story about what happened with him and Kyoko until later. So like a lot of that is alluded to, and this is like for the first time, other mm-hmm. than like, you know the the times where the other time where he remembered her when he had like nightmare about her. Yeah. Um. So we talked about it in spoilers, I'm sure, but we didn't talk about it. Yeah. In, in the regular goings on of the, of the chapter yet. Mm-hmm. There is an image yeah. of his mother. Can't remember if that was last time or this time. I think it's this time. These two actors. He has a memory of her too. While he's talking to Akito in the argument with Akito. Yeah, it's like when he's thinking like, yeah, he's saying like his mother could have killed him, so why didn't she? Basically, mm-hmm. yes, we have a picture of a glimpse of his mother there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we get the first like Kyo and Kyoko illusion like pretty early, and this is kind of the first time it's really come back. Yeah. Are you specifically talking about that, the dream, or like a different time? Like when he like, like remember something she said exactly. I can't remember exactly when it was, but <laughs> I'll never forgive you. I mean, <laughs> well, something like that. Know. But I can't remember when when exactly it was. But those. it was a while ago. Yeah, maybe I don't remember. But mm-hmm. I guess it could have been during like. Oh wait, does he have a memory of her? When all the stuff is the funerals, all his like flashbacks. He says that he met a weird woman. I remember when he's talking to Kazuma. Yeah. Is it that time? That's not what I'm thinking of, because that's oh, okay. more recent, but... Oh, even before yeah. that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's set up from the beginning. We talked a long time ago about... Yeah. <laughs> the timeline is all set up from the beginning. If you're paying attention, then it's like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, he has been gone for three months? Three yeah. months he's been gone? Or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's very explicit. And Tori's like, my mom died exactly four months ago. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's really all the the only spoiler note I have is, like, kill flashbacks. That's the only spoiler note I have. Yeah. I also have the rooster, but we already talked about that last last episode. Spoilers. Yeah. That's right. There is a little... Toru's like, maybe Akita's the rooster. No, Akita's yeah. not the rooster. Mm-hmm. This, like, Yuki and Kyo fight is interesting. I don't have anything, like, particularly spoilery to say about it, but it's interesting that it's changing. Yeah. And we see them fight more later. At least, like, I can think of the one at the very end. But yeah. I don't even know... Actually, I, don't I don't think there's much in between that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's significant. Like, it is significant. It's significant that he didn't punch Yuki in the face. Like, yeah. And that Yuki didn't do anything to block him. Yuki knows that he's not going to do anything. Yeah. Mm, I guess we do get more detail from this scene, the one with Kyo. I feel like the scene where it's like Kyo's all grimy outside. Um, we saw the beginning with Cosma mm-hmm. from Cosma's perspective when he finds him. But actually, we see the beginning, beginning of it when he, in when it's revealed, it's like that he was at the accident. Uh, yeah. They killed Tor's mother. So, like, there's still more to come from that one scene. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in a lot of places. Yeah. So, a lot of reveals from the past this time. So, therefore, yeah. no, not as many spoilers, I guess. Yeah. It's mostly like, ooh, character development. Ooh. <laughs> Kills in love. <laughs> yes. It was the good shoujo drama. Yes. It's the shoujo we signed up for when we started reading the series, I feel like. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> the romance that we signed up for in this rom-com yes <laughs> <laughs> they are they make a good arc with the two before the ones that we just read um mm-hmm. last week yeah. we had yuki's arc now we have kyo's arc and mm-hmm. now we'll see what's going to happen after this all i think yep and we're going to conclude the, the beach <laughs> yeah next time i think we're concluding the beach mm-hmm. that's why we're having the uh mid-series special after yep it's the end of the beach slash the middle of the series yes. <laughs> as is stated <laughs> can separate the series into uh, before beach and after beach. <laughs> One of the questions that I actually have for you for the uh, mid-series special is, do you think that this is like a two-act? If you if you broke it into acts, would that be like a two-act? Would this be like a two-act thing? A story? Or is it more like other? Is it broken up in a different way? So think about it, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I wonder if you could break it into like into are there are there three arcs like can you break is it like going up to kyo's the true form one but i don't really think so i feel like it might be two a two an act one and act two and this is the beginning of act or the end of act one this beach arc mm-hmm. but i don't know I yeah i guess you call it kind of a like the first part is like setting up the stakes and reveals and everything and then the second mm-hmm. part is like we gotta break the curse because mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know what the turn if you break it into three acts then it's like not everything is set up by the true form so then like what is where is all the setup mm-hmm. you know or like where does the setup kind of end and then the subversion start yeah 
So I feel like in the beach you're kind of starting with some of the subversion and then or whatever it is, the I forget. I don't know. It's yeah. late. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reinforcing the beach. of what's set up. Yeah. Yeah, I do think the beach arc's definitely a turning point. So mm-hmm. for a lot of characters and just the series in general. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I should say that question for next week. I mean <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. I'll think about it. <laughs> or like next next week, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely turning key turning point. So anyway, I think we can end our episode here today. Okay. Very few very few spoilers. I wonder yep. when there will be a day with no spoilers. <laughs> the last I guess we'll chapter. find out. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> we can do spoilers for like another. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for a random series. That's yeah. Unrelated to Fruits Basket. <laughs> Yeah, Dumbledore's gay. I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> Although it's technically not a spoiler. <laughs> wait, who was the mother and how I met your mother? I mean, <laughs> oh, wait, was yeah. that last episode? My bad. Yeah, that's right, because we talked about sandcastles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Continuity jokes. It was his sled. <laughs> the mother was a sled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mother was a sled, and also she killed Dumbledore. <laughs> Oh, right. How could I have forgotten? <laughs> All right. That's enough jokes. Bad jokes for now. I think we'll see. We'll save our the rest of our bad jokes for next time. Yeah. We got, we got to dole them out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't just give them all out at once. We can talk about holes again. I we'll mean... ruin the bad jokes economy. <laughs> okay. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>